Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Hello, welcome to Robert Walters Talent Talks. I'm Joanne Chua, Regional Client Development Director at Robert Walters, and I'm your host for this episode in our leadership series. These series features leaders from around Asia Pacific, with them sharing their experiences advice, and insights. Today, we are joined by Parag Aurora, Area Vice President Networking, Asia Pacific and Japan of Citrix Systems. Citrix is an enterprise software company that provides technology, empowering organizations to unlock potential and deliver a better employee experience. Thank you, Parag, for making time for us. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Great. Fantastic. So, Parag, we understand that in the midst of the pandemic, you took on a new role in the form of Area Vice President Networking, where companies were really rapidly making arrangements to transition their employees to work from home with the various lockdowns across the region. Um, now, what this means to your teams at Citrix would be, you know, that they really had to really find ways to help the customers scale up very swiftly. Must have been a stressful or challenging transition for you uh, into this new role. How has the experience been like for yourself? I would say uh, that the last uh, three to four months have felt like uh, like two years uh, <laughs> the, the amount of learning we went through is just amazing as a team and uh, I think you know in these times it's, it's so important that you know uh, that you have the entire team communicating and talking more frequently so one of the big things for me in the new role was uh, having a bigger team uh, more cross-functional role to work with and, uh, and and then I'm hiring people across Asia Pacific and Japan so how do you onboard people at this point of time was extremely important as well. So I think one of the key things which really worked for me was, you know, what I call as, you know, over communication. And uh, it's so important that you really communicate authentically and more thoughtfully and make sure you understand, you know, uh, the team, what they're doing. And especially in Asia Pacific, with such a diverse culture, it's so important that, you know, you really create those one-on-one connections with the team as well. And uh, I think uh, uh, from a from a from market standpoint, you're right. As in, this has been a very interesting time because you know I think every technology vendor, you know, you need to really redefine how do you kind of position your solutions with the customers because customers have very specific uh, uh, demands in terms of you know how they make their employees productive, how do they secure their employees, their assets, and still be agile and keep on growing. So uh, I think one of the key things for our business was to re- redefine our value proposition, uh, how do we kind of position our solutions, and how do we kind of you know, talk to our customers, to our partners, because partners were, were extremely important to our success, you know, because they do form a very integral part of our success as well. So I think the key was about change and you know, whether externally with customers and partners, and again internally with our employees, you know, how do you really react as early as possible to it. Right. And you mentioned earlier that uh, you had uh, to take on a larger team. You had, uh, you know, new relationships within the organizations, which you needed to build up. And on top of that, you were also hiring. Um, and, uh, you know, how do you go? And you talk about the, the key to this is really over communicating. How do you do that? I mean, yes, we talk about the use of, uh, you know, the, the platforms like Zoom, MS Teams, etc., um, but quite frankly, you know, do you, is there a limitation or, you know, do you find that using uh, such tools really help you in building new relationships that you will probably not have the privilege of uh, doing um, prior to COVID-19? 
You know, absolutely. I think, you know, I think with the new tools, you know, of course, we use Teams uh, extensively within Citrix. And uh, and I think video in generally is a very powerful tool, as in I figured out, you know, as in we've uh, always thought video as a not a very overrated tool. But now I think clearly in the last six months or five months, video has become our kind of de facto. And, and especially in our in a, in a small group meetings, you know, or one-on-one meetings, video is extremely important. So, and like in all my one-on-one uh, team discussions uh, or, or or reviews with my with my direct uh, reports or with my cross-functional team members, I generally make sure I connect with them on video, uh, talk to them, and kind of I, I felt that uh, these uh, it's more authentic and it's more genuine communication. So, absolutely, tools are really important. But again, I think as a leader, uh, I think it's so important that you take the initiative because you know. It's uh, it's not always uh, easy to find the time to do these things because a you're dealing with business your your quarterly results your weekly outcomes at the same time you know how do you make sure the people are aligned you are really able to talk to them so really taking the time out every day on the calendars to make sure that you have you know time to talk to people connect with them and really kind of you know be able to communicate uh, a more consistent framework across the business so yeah I think it needs uh, work it needs uh, proactivity. And it needs uh, the good, the good intent to make it happen. Well, uh, not easy, uh, I must say. Right beyond, uh, besides just delivering uh, top line results, you know, the conversations have to go beyond um, business and uh, to create authenticity um, and personal uh, conversations. That must have been a you know um, challenge. Um, how then do you go about you know maintaining a positive and forward thinking mindset? How do you build up that sort of resilience that's needed uh, in this crisis? Yeah, no, no. I, I think very good point, and I think absolutely. As in, I think not only us. I think even with the kids, you know, my own kids and uh, with family, you talk about this, right? I think this is a time when I think it was so important that you know positivity was in the in the center and the front, right? So, I think uh, in generally, I am a very positive person, right? And I've generally uh, I look at things always, you know, on the positive side. Uh, but uh, I think the key thing to me has been. Uh, really learning very quick as in i've i've figured out that you know in these times it was so important that you quickly you make mistakes you unlearn them you learn from them and then you move forward i think really how, how rapidly you kind of you know move uh, uh, in the business so th- that was first thing and second i think i think it's so important to keep yourself physically fit you know i think uh, i just felt that you know that in this time it was so important that people are really keeping themselves really physically agile physically fit because that did make a lot of impact because your mind and how you operate has a lot of you know impact on, on how physically you feel so i think uh, some of these things and uh, and uh, and again you know as in there is no shortcut to working hard right as in i always believe that you know that if you work hard if you put the effort behind it you start seeing results and as results come you know you 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 become more positive about things so I think some of these things really helped me over the last few months, I would say. Excellent, excellent. Now, um, you talked about earlier about this need to make uh, quick decisions, uh, which sometimes may lead to mistakes. And it's about quickly learning from these mistakes, right? How do you as a leader create that sort of environment with your people um, that, you know, it gives them the comfort um, that, you know, it's okay to make mistakes because in some organizations, you know, some leaders do not allow for mistakes to exist or happen. 
Yeah, no, no, I think good question. So uh, I think, you know, uh, for change to happen and to embrace change, it's so important that you uh, you innovate and experiment, right? As an, I am a big believer that uh, for innovation to happen, experimentation comes first, right? So, mm -hmm. and when you say experimentation, I use this word very cautiously because experiments mm -hmm. don't always succeed, right? So, so, uh, so I think, you know, I think the whole appetite um, is so in, in the business to have that, you know, you create an environment for the team to feel secure that, you know, uh, that what they do, uh, their new ideas, their, their new suggestions, A, uh, I think they're acceptable and B, we give them a chance to uh, see if it works for them or not or for the business. So I've, so I've, I've always encouraged new ideas. And, uh, and again, I, I won't say it's, it's, a, it's a pretty uh, kind of a not thought or strategy as in we do spend time to brainstorm the ideas before we implement things. Not that every idea we take and just implement that. So we do make sure we kind of, you know, as a small team, look at those opportunities and see uh, what's, uh, it makes sense, it doesn't make sense. But again, after a quick uh, first level qualification, we try to implement things as early as possible. Excellent, excellent. And what would you uh, say are some of the key leadership traits, you know, you think would be important for the leaders of the now and future? I think, you know, uh, I think one of the key things is, uh, for any leader, you know, moving forward or even now, I think there are three or four important things, you know, uh, which is what you are look for, right? One is growth, you know, in every business, I think growth becomes first. Uh, the second is profitability. And uh, and third is innovation as in how quickly you innovate in the business. And, and finally, I think, you know, how well you manage your teams. So I think these are the uh, the key things, you know, which, uh, which I've seen, which are important to any leader and, uh, Especially personally, for what what's worked for me, and I and I would encourage others to do as well is to lead uh, lead from the front, right? Doesn't it's so important for a leader that to really lead from the front and really demonstrate to the team that you know what do you mean by what you say? Uh, and uh, so I think that's that's one of the key things I would say is have the right energy and agility in yourself. So you create an environment where where people. Uh, people are always pepped up. They look at uh, look at you as somebody who's doing things along with them, being more participative. You know, don't don't make the team feel that they have uh, they failed without you failed together. I think some of these things are extremely important. But I think for me is I think I would say uh, lead from the front, have the energy, your mental energy, your emotional energy, your physical energy to make sure that you really can create an environment, you know, where speed becomes fast and uh, you really focus on customer outcomes. And the second thing is, you know, I think it's very, very, very uh, dear to my heart is, you know, what I call customer successes. And I know this word has been there for a long, long time, but, you know, I, I have always felt that, you know, everybody in the business, whether you're a leader or you're anybody else, you know, every day when you wake up, you know, you should think that, hey, what I'm doing right now in the business, how does this really help my customers and does it really bring, bring them value or not? And uh, that mindset, you know, really creates a very different level of uh, urgency, different level of, you know, thought process uh, and even innovative mindset in people because you start wearing the hat of a customer and start thinking, hey, how will this help my customer? So uh, I think some of uh, these would be really important uh, takeaways. And, you know, I would think uh, these are theories of leadership which have been there forever uh, and they will never go off, I would think, in the, in the near future. So, um, well, a lot has happened in the last six months. Have you observed yourself shifting in the way you lead at all? Yeah, as in I would, 
Uh, I would lie if I say I'm not. Uh, <laughs> as in, uh, absolutely, I think, you know, I think being adaptive, I think I have uh, personally, you know, I, I would say the need to adapt was so high in this time. As in, I think, you know, as leaders, sometimes we do get so siloed in our ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. I think this last six months really gave time to a lot of us to go back and reflect and really think, hey, what's working, not working, and just be more adaptive. And I think personally for me, I would say the adaptation rate was pretty high in the last six months. And and again, this was absolutely a need of the hour. If we didn't adapt, if I didn't adapt myself and the team, we wouldn't have been successful. So yeah, again, like a, like a great example, I tell people that, you know, that as sales teams, you know, for uh, for many years, when you've been selling to customers, you're you go and you go and travel around the world. You meet customers. You present to them in their offices. Uh, you meet them. Uh, you kind of you know socialize with them sometimes. Uh, but in this last six months, you know, I think pretty much everybody was, was selling on the phone. And you know what I call this as a huge global experiment of you know inside selling, right? So uh, so uh, so this was a huge adaptation as well. That you know how do you really make your customers understand, you know, your value proposition, how you empathize, you know, virtually, how you make, make yourself more relevant. So I think the way we, the way we communicate, the, the way we interact with customers or partners, the way we work internally, I think it had a dramatic shift, you know, even for me personally, because I was always a person who would love to go out and meet people mm-hmm. and, you know, hang out, you know, for a drink in the evening, connect with people, socialize with them, because I felt it was a very important part of the business. For last six months, it's pretty much gone with a with little bit of that happening now in Singapore with five people coming together. So, yeah, I think that was a big adaptation for me, I would say, to really uh, create that environment of collaboration and trust, you know, in the teams and with our customers as well. Yeah, I empathize with you. I share that challenge as well <laughs> in the last six months when we can't go out and physically engage with our clients. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Last but not least, um, you know, there are some among um, our listeners uh, who are the younger leaders, up and coming leaders. Would you have some final learnings or sharings that you would like to, um, you know, uh, impart to them? Yeah, no, I think, you know, a few important things, you know, and uh, I think the first thing is, you know, I would say, very often when you are young in a business, right? So you think, hey, I've done my MBA, I've done my PhD, or I've done my engineering, whatever, right? So I am, I've, I now go and work. I think the first key thing is stop, don't stop learning. As in, you know, I've, I really feel that, you know, anybody who comes into any business, you should never think that, hey, I'm graduated now and I've, I've stopped learning. I think that's so important for new leaders to come with the thought, the thought process of, you know, never stop learning as in you have graduated great but you have to keep on learning mm-hmm. and uh, i think i think the second thing is uh, really the power of working together right as in uh, i think you know uh, a lot of uh, uh, i would say the new generation is so used to working on social media and really mm-hmm. using the tools so effectively in the past uh, but again you know we should never forget that you know uh, that the power of uh, of a team is is something nobody can reckon with right so it's so it, so key that you that within within your company uh, within uh, your partner community within customer community how do you really create a a, a sense of team where there is you know uh, belongingness a common shared vision amongst everybody and and taking the initiative to kind of go and create this these partnerships 
So yeah, I think that's the second thing you know I would say you know which is just about how do you kind of you know work and work and collaborate better, and uh, and third you know I would say I would say is the sky's the limit, right? As and you should never never stop thinking that that what you have achieved is good enough. As an I have I would always I have grown with that thought process myself. You know, as a as a graduate from engineering college and an MBA school, that you know that the limit is never defined. You have to keep on. redefining what you want to achieve so so keep on aiming for bigger goals and that's the only way you will be uh, you will be there well wow, uh, so many nuggets of uh, truth that you have shared uh, in the last uh, 20 minutes uh, parak i really appreciate your time um, and uh, really thank you so much once again for taking the time to discuss with us your experiences and insights today um, greatly appreciate it and i'm sure our viewers um, will also enjoy your sharing Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you, Parva. Have a nice day. Thank you.